You are listening to More Than a Busy Mom. I'm Trish Kubel, life coach and mom to three. In this podcast, I'll address one of the biggest questions I get from moms, which is, who am I outside of motherhood? I'll answer this question and more as I help you uncover that incredible woman behind that busy mom identity. Whether you're doing the dishes, commuting to work, or sitting in a parked car at soccer practice, I'm so glad you've tuned in. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome back to another episode on More Than a Busy Mom podcast. I don't know about you and where you are, but it is super cold here in Baltimore. We've had two different snowstorms in the last week, and yeah, super, super cold. We've been outside sledding with the boys and doing all the fun snow things. Um, And you know what? It's hard. It's really hard. We did not have boots that fit my youngest. So he has blisters on the back of his feet. The first day he was really uh, upset (laughs) that he didn't have shoes that fit. But, you know, he just kind of just kind of accepted it and just gave it his best. He wasn't going to miss out on the fun with all the sledding with his brothers and his friends. So you know what? I do the best that I can. And I thought I was prepared with all the boots, but I wasn't, but it all worked out. Anyway, if you hear me sniffling, it is because it is so cold where I am recording right now. I'm trying again, a different spot with a little bit of a different setup and it's super cold. So there you go. So here I go sniffling. So just know that you might hear a couple sniffles today. Another thing I wanted to share before we get into today's topic is that today I just felt a bit off and here's what I did. So just, this is like a random nugget for you. We were coming home from my son's soccer game And I could just feel it in the car. Like I could just feel my body was drained. Um, We went sledding yesterday and we had the Ravens football game and it was just a really busy day in a good way, a good busy. And my body's just like was telling me something. So we stopped at the grocery store. I stayed in the car with the boys and I could just feel myself just kind of losing it a little bit, a little bit more agitated, um, than I cared to be. Um, the boys kind of arguing was getting to me. I was hot in the car and hot, tired, agitated, like a lot of different feelings going on in the body. And so when I came home, we had lunch and I told my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling it. I think I need a nap. And just the most amazing husband ever. He's like, of course, take a nap. If that's what you need, just take a nap. So I lay down and I was out probably for like two hours and I woke up super refreshed. So all that to say, your body gives you lots of clues of when you need to make a different decision. And so just kind of get in tune with your body, with the feelings, what's going on in the brain and make a decision that supports you. I mean, I could have made the decision to not honor my body 
and what I was feeling and just like push through and clean and do all the things, um, you know, things that brain says I'm supposed to be doing, but I just put that all aside and I went to bed. I laid down on the couch and went to bed and I woke up feeling amazing, like refreshed and ready to be with my children and my family. And, you know, they're getting the best part of me and not like the worst part of me. And, um, you know, that, you know, I say that with so much love. And when I say the worst part of me, what I mean is that grumpy side, the agitated side, like just how I don't really care to be, um, when I am with them. So, you know, they gave me space to take a nap so that then I could wake up and be fully present with them. So a little nugget for you, honor what your body is saying and just go for it. So today I wanted to dig a little deeper into this idea of finding your people. Last week on episode three, Jamie Buchanan, a mom to three who works in healthcare and runs a health and wellness business through business through body, shared about how she found her people, the different people that she reached out to for support to truly work on her physical, mental, and emotional well-being. So this week, I wanted to dig into this idea of finding your people, but more on the friendship side. So building and sustaining beautiful friendships in motherhood. When I polled moms on Instagram this week, I got some really good information on what a lot of moms are thinking about motherhood and friendships. And I wanted to share a few thoughts from these moms. One mom said, friendships are hard to maintain or to give your everything when you're super busy at home. Another mom said, it's hard to find a solid one, meaning a solid friend. But when you do, it's extremely sacred. Someone else said, I just don't have the time. Gosh, I hear that all the time. Another mom said that making friends is hard. Someone said, I've made more friends since my daughters have started playing sports. And finally, another mom shared that friendships are different in motherhood compared to the friendships that I had prior to motherhood. And maybe you can connect to those thoughts, um, maybe one, maybe a few, or maybe your brain is offering you something completely different about friendships in motherhood. Before we dig into what you desire your friendships to be, what you desire your friends to look like and feel like, we need to figure out where you are right now in regards to friendships. So just as I just as I've done in the past few weeks, the, the past few podcasts, um, when it comes to coaching, I want to take you through a couple questions. So this might be a really good time to grab a journal when, and grab that pen that you just love. Okay, this is such a tangent, but I am very particular about the pens that I use. Um, and maybe you are too. 
that was such a sidetrack. Okay, back to business. So the first thing that I want you to do is when you think about friendships and motherhood, I want you to think about how you feel. And, you know, I want you to dig a little deeper past just the natural feeling of like going right to, well, maybe I'm sad or maybe I'm anxious. Like go a little bit deeper into what your body is really feeling. And if it's hard for you to access different feelings than the normal, the happy, the sad, the anger, um, just the basic feelings we typically communicate to people, do some research, go online, get a list of feelings. There's something called a feeling wheel um, that could really help you to understand a lot more feelings. Um, I also have a book from Brene Brown called Atlas of the Heart. And this is typically a book that I give to my clients um, when we first start coaching to help them understand. I think it's the book of 80, maybe 80 or more, 87. Oh gosh, I don't have it in front of me, but like 87-ish human feelings. And this book really uh, just outlines what these human feelings are and what they mean and what they feel like in the body. And it's just a beautiful reference. I was actually digging in it today, digging in the book and um, pulling out a few feelings that I thought might come up for people when you think about friendships. And so what I wrote down was this feeling of feeling like confused, confused um, when you think about friendships or this feeling of envy on like wanting something that you don't have. I also wrote down the feeling of lonely. Maybe you're feeling lonely when you think about friendships. So I'm kind of starting in the middle of my coaching model, but what I wanted you to do is kind of drop into a feeling. Okay, that's like step one. And now that you have that feeling, I want you to think about, well, what is brain thinking that generates that feeling in my body? Okay, I'm feeling, let's just say sad. I'm feeling sad when I think about friendships. Well, why am I feeling sad? Go to the brain and get really clear on what the brain is offering you. Okay, so this might be a good time to pause and kind of map that out on paper. So we have our thought. That thought generates a feeling in our body. And then with that feeling, we start taking actions or with that feeling, we don't take actions. So this is another good time to think about what do I do with that feeling that I have about friendships? How do I show up? What am I doing? What am I saying? What am I not doing? What am I not saying? And get really clear on this picture of friendships. So now that you have an idea of where you currently are with this idea of friendship and motherhood. Now I want to provide you with two questions to help move you forward in the direction that you desire to go with building and sustaining friendships and motherhood. So my first question is, what do you value in a friendship? What truly matters to you in a friendship? 
What are those core values that you hold so dear when it comes to connecting with others? Maybe it's trust. Maybe it's loyalty. Perhaps maybe it's just shared interests and understanding. So I want you to take a moment to really envision these qualities that make a friendship meaningful to you. And my second question is what do you actually desire in a friendship? What sparks joy and fulfillment in a friendship? Maybe it's laughter, maybe it's emotional support, maybe it's sharing adventures. I want you to reflect on the qualities that bring you a sense of joy and satisfaction in your connections. As I'm asking these questions around what do you value in a friendship and what do you desire in a friendship, you might be sitting there thinking, you know, what I value and what I desire, I actually already have that. There are people that I could name that share my same values and we're already doing things and spending time together in a way that I desire. And maybe this is just a reminder for you to kind of lean in to those women or those men a little bit deeper than maybe you have been. And we'll talk about ways to do this. If you're on the other side where you're thinking, what I value and what I desire, I don't currently have right now. Amazing. I'm so glad that you have awareness now about that. And the next part is we're going to decide what you're going to do. So I know you're probably sitting there thinking, okay, I know what I value. I'm more clear on what I desire, but now what? Well, here's the scary part. You need to go out and meet people, right? The times that I have these conversations with people or or the coaching that I have with my clients around friendships, it just, I secretly love it because this is the time that after we're clear on what we desire and value, we actually have to go out and do the thing. And the thing is to meet people. And what I like to offer my clients is that not everyone you meet will just fall in alignment with you. And that's a beautiful thing. Not everyone has to match what you're looking for. But if you do want to find people who are a really good match for you or align with you and what you value and desire, then we're going to have to go, you know, find them. So I have a couple ideas of just kind of get your brain going on where you can start meeting people. Number one, and I know you're probably going to roll your eyes, mom groups. There are so many mom groups out there. I would highly suggest starting on social media, whether that's on Instagram, on Facebook, and finding some of those local mom groups. There are so many of them. So maybe one place to start is just getting in there online and then seeing where these maybe mom groups meet up or how they connect in these groups. Another idea is to join a book club. And this is something I actually 
just started. Um, I didn't start the book club. Another um, local mom started it and it's kind of uncomfortable. I'll be 100% honest that the feeling is definitely uncomfortable when you are doing something you've never done before. I have never joined a book club. I don't even know what really a book club does other than talk about books. And we're going to see kind of how it goes. I really don't know anybody that has signed up for this book club. And I'm just going to go and see what it's like and meet some moms and see if I connect with anyone that, you know, shares similar values and desires as me. Another idea is to maybe attend some neighborhood gatherings, connect with some people in community um, that kind of have a shared like common lifestyle. And neighborhood gatherings can be super casual, super casual. And the most amazing thing is, which I love, is that in a neighborhood gathering, you're really close to your house. So when you feel as though your family has had enough of the time with people or you need a break and you need to step away, your home is right around the corner. How amazing is that? Another idea is to get into some type of shared hobby or sport. There are always these local community leagues um, and it doesn't even really have to be like a sport, like a physical activity. It can be a hobby like it's crafting or knitting or maybe something with cooking. Um, just do a quick Google search and see what's around you. And you know what? You can do it with people. Like you can find some people who you already have a connection with and go with them. Or you can just go by yourself and see what happens. Does that make you feel a little anxious? <laughs> When I say this to my clients, they're like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, yes, you can. You can totally do it because being uncomfortable in a new setting is just a feeling. And humans can handle feelings. You can handle being hot. You can handle having little butterflies in your stomach. You can handle maybe having like a groggly or what's that word? Groggy, groggy, groggy throat. If you're kind of getting yourself worked up, if you get a little embarrassed and you're in your cheeks are a little red, you can totally handle that. Feelings come and go. You can totally handle feeling uncomfortable. The thing is also you might get to this new social gathering or new, this new experience with people and absolutely love it. That's always a possibility. Brain likes to give you worst case scenarios. Like I'm going to get there. I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody. Um, no one's going to talk to me. It's going to be horrible. Just don't go. Brain will offer you all of those thoughts. And the thing is, you can just say, okay, brain, I hear you. And I'm still going to do this. And I'm going to see how it goes. So watch what brain offers you when putting yourself out there in social gatherings or social situations, because brain's job is to keep you safe. Acknowledge brain and <laughs> just go do it anyway. And I just want to pause here for a quick second, because I know your brain and I know what your brain is probably thinking because I have a human brain too. And all of these thoughts have come up in my brain as well. But Trish, 
I don't have the time. And listen, I hear you. And I don't have the time is just a thought. It is not a fact. Through my one-on-one private coaching program, this is something I coach my clients hard on. This idea that you don't have the time doesn't really mean anything to to me when you say it to me. What I'm going to say back to you is, okay, you keep telling me you don't have the time or you can't find the time. Well, listen, we're going to create the time and we start mapping out and planning how we're going to create the time to get into these social social situations and to connect and to build some friendships that align with what you value and what you desire. We create the time. We literally map out what a week looks like and where we can start kind of plugging in ways to connect with people. And in the beginning, it might be really basic. Maybe during the week, you send one text message to somebody. Maybe in another week, you invite a friend out for coffee. Maybe another week, you host a little get together at your house. Maybe another week, you start looking into meeting people outside of your circle and then meeting people outside of that circle. And we just build week after week. And then you get all the coaching around that because a lot comes up, a lot of feelings, a lot of thoughts, and we kind of dig into all that together. So if that's something you're interested in and you really want to lean into this idea of building friendships and motherhood, but you don't really know what to start, reach out to me. I can help you. I can help you build friendships that are meaningful and that align with what you value and you des- and what you desire. 100% reach out. So before we end, let's do a recap of what we talked about today. The first thing that we dug into was understanding where you currently are with friendships in motherhood. What are you thinking about friendships? How are you feeling about building and sustaining friendships? And then what actions are you taking and what actions are you not taking? Getting a really good understanding on where you are so that you then have an idea of where you want to go. And we dug into the the idea of really exploring what do you value in a friendship? What do you desire in friendships and motherhood? Right? Where are you and where do you want to go? And then finally, we gave you, I gave you a couple ideas on where you can start meeting new people. As I always say, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you desire something different in friendships, you need to do something different. You need to think differently. You need to feel differently and you need to take different actions. So in closing, if you love the friendships that you have currently in motherhood, keep going. Keep digging into those friendships and keep going and growing. If you're a bit unsatisfied, well, now's the time to dig in 
explore, and to grow. It is so possible to have meaningful friendships in motherhood. Does it take work? Yes. Does it take time for you to, or does it take time to create the time? Yes. Is it a little bit uncomfortable? Yes. But I promise you, I 100% promise you, it is so worth it to find your people. Find your people that fill you up, that have the same values as you, and people who just love you for you. Find those people. And I hope you have the most amazing week. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, I'd love for you to click that follow button and then share it with a friend, your sister, a neighbor, a random mom in Target, literally any busy mom. Your support means the world to me. Until next time, keep leaning into the idea that you are so much more than a busy mom and have the most amazing week. And one more thing. If you're interested in joining my 12-week one-on-one coaching program called the Mindful Mama Method, where we dig into all things around time, self-care, and relationships, visit the show notes for more details. And one more thing. This podcast provides information for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with a qualified healthcare professional regarding your individual health concerns.